sometimes one of the hardest things to hear is something harsh from someone that you know or care about or someone that you feel should know you like your family or a friend. I have tons and tons of questions from women all the time about how to deal with really difficult situations in family like in-laws, a grandparent, a parent, or a sibling that is extremely critical or difficult with them and feels like they're kind of constantly cutting them down. Or even in a group of friends, there's always like that one person who makes you feel super horrible about yourself. No worries, today's podcast, we're going to cover exactly how to respond to people who try to cut you down. Welcome to Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. If you don't already know me, my name is Mindful Muslima and I'm doing a podcast two times a week on topics like love, relationships, life hacks, parenting, you name it, that we've gone through it, I cover it. So today's topic is how to respond to people who are cutting us down. And if you haven't already caught it, uh, I have done a podcast before about how to deal with people and and more like strangers on social media, on uh, people who are like really, really critical of you and make you feel horrible about yourself and kind of how to deal with them. And I'll link that in the show notes in the bottom and you'll see that um, you can check that one out after this podcast inshallah ta'ala. But in the spirit of what we always do, I want to give a shout out today to a sister um, on one of my spaces could be um, Apple usually I do it when they give me reviews they leave me reviews for the podcast or for my Instagram stories or YouTube and today is actually somebody who's on none of those three platforms although they do talk to me via DMing on Instagram but it is one of my students in my course for finding a spouse like an expert now that course closed and is only open two times a year but there's still a student who is just finishing up the course and has reached out to me time and time again telling me how much they've implemented um, the information from the course and have really been enjoying it and they are kind of like a super student to be honest and I wanted to just highlight them today for the amazing uh, sister that she is and it is Dr. Manel Youssef so I just want to say Jazakallah her sister for being such an amazing student and actually taking what the course gave you and putting it into practice and really digging in to those modules and getting the most benefit on how to find a spouse by the sunnah so Jazakallah her I just wanted to give her a shout out she super deserved it and if you want to shout out my podcast you can leave me a review on apple i read them all personally you can share my content on your ig stories or or my youtube um, on instagram as well when you tag me i kind of always get um, notified that you have and i usually go through them and i pick somebody and and if you're also one of my students sometimes i will do that as well if i see you just going above and beyond uh like dr manel so i just wanted to say thank you so much and i'm looking forward to leave a review um, and covering some of what you guys leave me and share about the content that we do here on mindful muslima again inshallah ta'ala next time okay so today topic is how to deal with people who are cutting you down. Now, um, I figured I'd kind of give you this information by telling you a story about a sister that came to me. Um, Actually, to be honest, I've gotten this request for at least 10 to 15 different sisters about dealing with in-laws. Now, while today's topic is not about in-laws directly, it is very much about um, dealing with family and friends, like I said, 
who are giving you a really hard time. Now, a lot of sisters have reached out to me regarding living in the household of their husband's family. And um, this happens in different parts of the world, some more than others. But if you're a student, a mother, um, doesn't matter. You're just talking about your path to Islam. Um, maybe your wife, it doesn't matter. When strangers cut us down, it's hard. But when people we love tell us that we're not a good mother, we're not a good spouse, we're not a good daughter, we're not this or that, we're not what we, you know, everything that they think we should be, it can really cut into us in a way that if we're not secure about who we are and what we are doing, we could start to feel really horrible about ourselves and maybe get in a deep dark place. So I want to tell you the story of one of the sisters today so you can hear how another sister is going through it. And then at the end, I'm going to give you um, the advice that I gave her um, that kind of helped her to get out of that and to recenter herself every time she gets in that situation or any other situation similar to it. Uh, so the sister, I'm not going to obviously say her name. I'm going to call her um, Sara, but Sara, when she um, she was living in the house of her her you know husband's family, and basically she has about three small children, and she was saying that she was in a deep depression. And this is honestly what happens oftentimes because if we feel trapped sometimes as as women in situations, and you feel there's no way out. Um, it can get really, really hard. So what happened was in this particular situation, um, she was asking me for advice on how to deal with in-laws. She actually asked me to do a podcast. So this is my response to that sister and all the other sisters who actually personally requested. Um, they don't know it, right? They're not suffering alone. Um, and, and the thing is, you know, when we marry people, and this is what I mentioned in my Finding a Spouse Like an Expert course, that that you're not just marrying that one person. And even if you think you are, and you're going to just ignore everybody else in the family. And it's you two versus the world. Um, first of all, that's kind of not the Islamic approach. One of the best things about being married is the merging of two families and the beauty of extending all these loved ones and stuff. But, you know, not everybody gets to go through it in the right way. So I'm just going to be honest. After I probed with her about the questions of her family and how she got to marry a husband, she did not research the family. She was only looking at the man. And so what I do suggest, if you haven't already and you're looking for someone right now, I mean, obviously in the summer, my course will come out again. You're more than welcome to join us. We do groups. We do everything. There's tons of support. But my advice to, to women in general, or men who I know are sometimes listening to this podcast, is look at the rest of the family because you're going to have to deal with them whether you live in their house or not you're going to have to deal with them all the time and some men actually do listen to their moms um over their wife but you won't pick up on that unless you see the dynamics between them and their their mothers or or their aunties or whatever it is and sometimes they even just um you know, in general, have certain dynamics in the family that you might not pick up on if you don't sit with the family multiple times before you actually decide to pick that person. So this person didn't get to do that. No worries. At the end of the day, the advice for today is regardless of all of that, you could still apply it. So if you're in a situation where you're stuck as a student living with your parents and you don't get along with your parents, and I've also had tons of messages from women about those. My parents are constantly cutting me down. I've even had some girls, honestly, I get worried that are highly suicidal. And I've also done a podcast on, um, you know, women in their, I don't know, teens and young 20s who were considering suicide. Actually, a mother reached out to me and I did a whole podcast on that. I'll also link that below in Shalat But like, this is the point. As a human being, when you're not getting your needs met, I've also done a podcast about that, about depression. When you're not getting your, your needs fully met, 
something happens and you get to this place where it just gets darker and darker and darker and darker and you get into like deep sadness and depression and sometimes like I know for example I've had family members who were they used to they used to when I was younger make me feel horrible about myself but then once I felt good enough about myself and I'll explain in the advice I give you later that like I didn't need that person's affirmation that I'm x y or z to feel good about myself my whole world opened up my whole world opened up so in Sarah's situation she lived in the household with the in-laws and they were constantly criticizing her mothering they were constantly oh you know you don't do this right you don't you know like could be like the way she wraps the baby could be the way she feeds the children could be the way she brushes her hair her mother-in-law was just all over her for every single thing and sometimes she would go to her husband after a really hard long day and she would say to him like hey this is happening to me and he's like well you have to deal with it I I'm not moving anywhere else this is our life now and then he would just go on and be at work sometimes 10 to 12 hours a day and she'd have to stay home and deal with that now, side note, I've had another sister who told me a similar thing, and it wasn't the mother-in-law at all. It was one of the, the sister-in-laws in the house. Because sometimes, you know, there's other women or staying with their, their you know, husbands or kids if we have really big houses. And I have, I have um, subscribers from all over the world. So sometimes they're, they're from countries in Asia, sometimes from countries in Africa. And, you know, there's different family dynamics. So we have to think of the whole Muslim population. There's all this going on. And I don't hear people talking about it, about these actions issues that are particular to us as Muslims because if I go to a westerner a western psychologist about this let's just all be fair and honest they're gonna say oh you know he should be standing up for his wife they should be getting their own house you know this is unjust this is oppression and that's not the case guys it's allowed for you to live with your family um if that's your husband's situation and you agreed to that I mean in all honesty by Islamic terms that's okay doesn't mean you're stuck there forever. No, you could go to imams and you could talk to elders and there's a lot you can do. But it seems that this particular sister had exhausted all of those things or she felt like that no, like her husband wasn't even open to it and she didn't want to get a divorce. She had no problem with her husband, but it was literally the family. And, um, you know, like I said, there was another sister who had told me about the sister-in-laws in the house and they were actually less let's say it didn't sound like they were following Islam that much and they were actually like plotting things against her so they could look like the better daughter-in-law in the house you know that's kind of bad but that that's that's the way it goes sometimes with women right there's that that competition and so they would like sabotage her make fun of her in front of the 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 mom and the dad in the house and kind of try to make her feel bad and look bad all the time and there was another sister who was going through that and it was getting her super anxious and stressed out to the point where it then made her upset with her husband that she had to deal with this and then her and her husband would get in a fight so imagine her husband goes off to work all day now they're fighting she's fighting with everybody in the house her life is super depressing she tries to stay in her room to avoid everybody in the house and then everybody's like oh she's too good for us she stays in the room by herself but clearly, she's going through something emotionally. And so a lot of women have reached out to me regarding this topic. And um, be it those two women that I just described in their situations, whether it was the mother-in-law or that, or it's the student who I did. I'd have a lot of students, like I said, DM me about parents that were criticizing them about what paths they were taking, about how they were not helping enough in the house. They were lazy. They were this. And it was constant negative, negative talk where if someone heard that long enough, they definitely, definitely would not find it easy to go through the day. 
So to all those women who are struggling, um, I feel you, I hear you. And I want to give my advice right now about exactly what I think you could do about that. Okay, so now I'm going to share with you exactly what I had told these women who are going through these scenarios and what I actually use for my own self in dealing with um, such a situation where someone continues to cut you down. So the first thing I always remind them and remind myself is this is our iptila, this is our test. Every person has a test. Now, if you're a woman that is not out there making money in the nine to five, and you don't have to struggle for this and struggle for that in your home, then you're, you have your own test and maybe your test is in your house. Or maybe if you're at school and the test is at school, every single person has their own test. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, do you think you will like basically be Muslim and that I will not test you? So this is something to be expected. And so what it is, is if we already know the test is coming or these tests will happen, then the next question is, how are you going to handle them? And that's exactly what I'm going to elaborate. So first, I always remind myself, this is my test. It's only a test. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would never give me more than I can handle. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best keeper of promises. So the second thing I know it's maybe easier said than done is don't take it personal. Um, You know, the person who is giving you the negative talk They either just don't get how you do things or your approach and that's okay. So if it's your parenting, for example, they don't get how you parent or they don't, maybe they were raised another way in parenting or if they don't like the way you deal with your spouse, maybe that they were raised another way. They don't get your way. They don't get your approach. They don't get your um, style and that's okay. Or if it's not that, you know, and not everyone will get your, you know, how you are, maybe they're unhappy with their own life. Now, I'm not saying go point that out to them. I'm just trying to say, you know, sometimes you've had it, I've had it, we're stressed in our own self, so we'll take it out on someone else. And so maybe they have some displaced anger, some displaced frustration, and they're putting it on you. And it's really hard to not make it personal, but you have to remind yourself, this is not personal. And and they might say things that make it personal, but again, bring it back to them and where they are and um, how they're just struggling to see where you're coming from and keep making it like that. Number three, don't avoid the problem. So, so many women I talk to, they come to me and I say, well, did you talk to that person about it? How did it go? And they're like, oh, I didn't say anything to them. There's, it's not worth it. And I'm like, well, that's the first problem. We, we need to stop pretending these problems don't exist. And, you know, it's really hard sometimes to understand how to approach a person who sometimes is unapproachable or sometimes we make them unapproachable, but it is solvable. So what I always do is I always use the 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 reminder of the du'a of Musa and Musa peace be upon him you know we're taught through the prophet peace be upon him as well if you pray for the other person to have a soft heart and to always accept your words and then we say the du'a of Musa you know and, and, and untying the knot of our tongue and this, this du'a is in the Quran or you can make a du'a in general a, a supplication on your own to Allah to ask you to give you the great words that will you know get the point across to them and to make yourself speak clearly you know um and, you know, just part of that du'a is the, the part, like I said, untie the knot in my tongue. And if you don't speak Arabic, it doesn't matter. You can still say these things to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's that's exactly what I want you to understand. So just that and then go to the person. Now, if you try to talk to the person, this is my advice to you. Try not to be emotional. 
Try to be very monotone. Don't get like this. Don't get like that. Try not to be reactive. So you're going to have to put yourself and center yourself in a peaceful place first before you go approach that person. Now, if you try your earnest best to talk to that person, that person that you say, you know, like I might say something like, listen, I just wanted to talk to you because it seems there's a lot going on between us all the time. And I just want you to know it's my intention that we have a good relationship. And I wanted to, you know, whatever. And you just, you come with a humble intention. Try not to use the word you do this and you do that. And because these are very accusatory and they make people be reactive. So instead, um, become reactive. And so instead what I use is I, um, um, I feel like this when I, when I, when, you know, when these words are said, make it I, as opposed to you, that's also very helpful because it becomes, um, puts the person in a less defensive place and then they're able to speak more freely. Um, so if just to give away maybe one more example on that, because I think that's really important. Um, so instead of saying, you always say hurtful things to me, you could just say, I, I really get hurt um, by some of the words that are said between us. Um, or, or sometimes there are certain comments that you make, or, you know, but you try to, basically you try to avoid the word you as much as possible. And you talk about the way you feel as opposed to what they're doing. But you're you're still somehow like, inadvertently referring to what they did so the number four is if you've tried all this um then you should be actually part of number three is if you tried it on your own then you really should get a third party involved be it your spouse be it an imam be it somebody or another neutral party but try to get someone else because sometimes people won't listen when it's coming directly from you but when a third person comes in then they're like oh they think i'm not so great in that way too, it sometimes will open them up. But the one thing I will say is always do these conversations in private. And that is really important. Don't have these at the dinner table in front of a whole bunch of people and think you're going to get an awesome reaction. These are private conversations. If you truly mean to fix a situation, you're not going to do it in a way that embarrasses in front of other people. That would totally be counterproductive and un-Islamic, right? So number four, if all else fails, distance yourself and find your peace. And I'll talk about how to find that peace in a second. But so that might mean seeing that person less, um, not being around. They might criticize you for that, but that's okay. Because at the end of the day, it's all about you being able to maintain your peace. But once you've tried, you've tried to talk to them, you've tried to fix it. It's not that you're just going in a hole and saying nothing to them because that that's not so adult-like, right? So we're going to try our best say we did our best might be one or like more than one conversation but they shouldn't have screaming matches each other telling each other how you know not good they are this would not be islamic and not be the best side of you or me so we're going to do it completely neutral and remembering that we're muslims and we're going to try to talk in a really appropriate way and at the end of the day if things get heated you can just say you know to you be your way and to me be mine just like the quran says but we're not going to try to actually go into a shouting match or um or harm anyone in the process if that doesn't work like i said you're distancing yourself seeing them less if you live in the house with that person and you've tried it all my suggestion is try not to live in the house with that person so the truth is sometimes leaving a space or if it's like going to a certain group of friends, you might want to just not go there anymore and find yourself. I know it's hard, but think of the long-term ramifications of staying, right? Think of staying. And the the last thing I will say is with the finding your peace. So here's one exercise that I do to find my peace all the time when it's something that's super emotional that it, it's like too much for me to talk myself out of my emotion, but I just need to see something that kind of snaps myself out of it really fast. So I get a piece of paper and I write down five things that you that, that you know or I know, you know, whoever's doing it, right, is true about um, ourselves. So if I know I'm a good mother, but people are constantly, um, you know, criticizing my, my mother, my mothering, 
or my parenting, what I will do is I will write down I am statements, like five of them, to, to recenter myself in the chance that someone makes me feel inadequate and it bums me out and it gets me stressed out and depressed. And it could be like my mother-in-law or it could be like my aunt or my own mother or whatever it is. So I'll write down, I am a good mother. Are um, you know, I am completely um, capable of parenting, and I am you know I'm fully committed to being the best mother possible. Or you could just write you know I love I love my children, and there's nothing that I wouldn't do for them. Or, or you know whatever it is, write five things that are great about yourself. Now, if you find it hard to find five things great about yourself. That's a whole nother problem. And I have a podcast on, you know, self-esteem and stuff like that. But the truth is we have to feel good about who we are and what we're doing and stop listening to everyone else's opinions. So I have these five things on a piece of paper for whatever topic it is. If it's not for mothering, if it's for being a student and you chose a particular path in education and no, everyone's against you and, you know, whatever it is, you know, your, your mother's like, oh, you're not a doctor. You're going to be a photographer. That's craziness. You're going to be a loser. Like whatever it is. Write those five things down about how extremely capable you are and how great you are and all the beautiful things you have to offer to whoever or whatever it is that you're doing. Okay, last thing I want to say is um, one caveat with this opinion is um, if you hear the same comment from multiple people though, let's say it's not just that one person who's cutting you down, let's say it's multiple people, it could be a pattern and it could be a sign for you or you know that, that maybe you need to think about that choice that you are making. And so what I will say is that is something you should pay attention to. If it's not just this one person, if it's multiple people, there seems to be a pattern. It doesn't mean it's 100% true, but it could mean that it's something you need to pay attention to and consider. So I will give you that piece of advice. And I want to end with just reminding us of what the Prophet, peace be upon him, continuously did. He would always respond to these people by making da'a for them and he would also um sometimes even give them gifts and you're like oh my gosh I wouldn't want to make da'a for somebody who's cursing me or give them a gift or something like that you know they, like they're not even nice to me but that's the point guys you're the better person you're the better person in this situation and you're following the sunnah they might not be following the sunnah but you are and when you follow the sunnah and you follow the quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects you and he's and he's helping you throughout this situation and you know just lastly I'll say in terms of a lesson I want you to understand that you cannot wait for people to change do not say, well, after this situation is fixed, I'll be able to be happy. If I have learned anything in my life, that is the worst thing to think. Because guess what? They might not change. It might not stop. And you're going to have to learn how you're going to handle that because this is your test. And you can totally pass it because Allah wouldn't have given it to you if it wasn't meant for you and you didn't have the skill set to do it. So at the end of the day, decide, if this is how it is, I'm not going to let this steal my happiness. There's a good chance it might not stop, but I can control how it affects me. I can control how I respond to it and what I allow people to do to me. I really, really hope that helps you guys. These are the steps that I go through. I keep that piece of paper. I do try to approach them. I remind myself it's not personal. I remind myself it's my test. And I go into deep prayer. If this person is upsetting me, find your peace in sujood. And you know, as a bonus tip, I find my best solutions in the deep night in prayer in sujood because that's when Rasulullah said the slave is closest to his Lord. And I haven't had one problem in my life, I'm totally honest, that was not solved in that place. 
Jazakumullahu khairan guys. I hope to talk to you again in the next one. Until then, take care of yourself. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.